BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C, Senor. Deep within the stinking bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Information Complex, this is the Armstrong and Getty Show. This Wednesday, the 16th of November, the year of our Lord, 2022. Oh, okay, sorry, just got a text from Jack. I was trying to comprehend it. Anyway, uh, today we're laboring under the tutelage of our honorary general manager, Donald J. Trump. How could it be anybody else? He announced last night, in case you missed that. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We won't belabor it to death, but... Oh, hey, everybody, look. It's Jack. Hey, how are you doing? Good. Glad to hear Dream Tornado, our, our uh, general manager today, of course. Interesting. So that's our general manager as opposed because I've been uh, following a lot of the news today, trying to figure out what the lead story is going to be. Because I am... I'm super into the uh, Russian missile story thingy. I mean, I mean, I was into that story all day long and checking in on that regularly and couldn't wait to get up today and see the latest and had to watch uh, Morning Joe for 45 minutes before it even came up. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. You think that makes uh, sense? Well, yeah, because it turns out it's apparently, uh, purportedly not a Russian missile. 
It's a Ukrainian anti-missile missile that went awry. I thought it was a Russian missile made by Russia, mm. but uh, fired by the Ukrainians. Conflicting reports. Uh, well, well, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But it was not an intentional attack, and it wasn't even a Russian launching the missile, right? Uh, correct. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, how did anybody ever think it was an intentional attack? I mean, that was stupid well, no, from the moment no. to, you know anybody no. ever said it. But it was an own goal, as they say, in the world of soccer. The fascinating and fast-paced world of soccer. Wow, maybe I'm just so over Trump because I thought, to me, 45 minutes of coverage of him announcing he's running for president is absurd. Really? Yeah, I know. Everybody knew. It's not a surprise. Nobody's really that interested, according to the polls, so whatever. Well, it's it's cable news uh, cocaine. They're desperate for it. They they need it. They want it. They need Trump. Yeah, there's always that angle. That's just because uh, I don't know what the ratings needle does for the the CNNs and the MSNBCs and the Washington Posts of the world, where they've got so much Trump hatred that uh, really you don't even mention it though that a missile hit Poland and NATO's having an Article Four meeting today to try to decide how to do it, which they've done like three times in their history. That doesn't even make the news, barely. Because Trump Trump It's all going to be fine. Okay, Other than the ongoing and bloody war. And then I think to the pundits now, talk about the fact that Trump announced. What's different about that? All right, yeah. Well, the the the, Republic, the divisive former president who claims twenty twenty. Well, yes, uh, I'm aware of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Tw- I don't January sixth. I would say the portion of Trump's speech that I saw, I thought, was the uh, way more measured reading from the teleprompter somebody wrote the speech, Trump, mm-hmm. which I don't understand why he hasn't been doing more of that for the last year and a half. Um, I still contend that if, you know, in an alternate universe, he had gone with economy and border as opposed to somebody hacked into the voting machines, he'd be lined up pretty nicely to be the next president. Uh, it's certainly uh, an opinion that has some weight to it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, my impression in watching it last night, and uh, and I watched a chunk of it, um, but just a chunk. And, and some of you, some of you who are still thoroughly on the Trump train, I would argue it's a bit of a cult of personality at this point, and not about policy, because there are others that can carry on the policies much more effectively, less divisively. Anyway. Um, I was reminded of a conversation we had years and years ago on the show where we realized that after especially deep into the second term of any president, you're just tired of hearing their voice. You're tired of their inflections. You're tired of the little jokes. You're tired of whatever idiosyncrasies they have. You just don't want to hear it anymore. And that was my overwhelming impression listening to Trump. I thought, oh, this act, oh. Yeah, it's funny. I heard from somebody last night who said, "Just, uh, just uh, I can't, I uh, can't listen to his voice anymore." And I thought, I remember when people said that about Barack Obama and George Bush. You know, you get a, eight years of somebody. It's really like ten because they they ran before the. So like mm-hmm. ten years of somebody every single day. It's 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 pretty easy to want to move on just from that. Well, and when did Trump announce? When did he come down the escalator? Was that twenty fourteen or 15? June of fifteen? I think. Well, right, because the election that. was in 16. We're down yeah. a person with Alex gone, so we don't have anybody to Google things whenever no, I ask you a question. Clearly 2015. Uh, so, yeah, seven years. Mm. I mean, it's as if, given his omnipresence again on various news outlets, it's as if he's nearing the end of a second term. And it's like, all right, enough. 
Although, uh, um, uh, combining the two stories, um, because uh, Trump would be running against Joe Biden. Joe Biden last night, when he was talking about the missile hitting Poland, uh, he, uh, he answered a couple of questions very slowly and thoughtfully, which w- was good. Uh, he got the right words out of his mouth, and then he shuffled off so slow. Oh, my God. His turning around was like 30 seconds. Wow. He started... And then he turned around, and then he, then he got my up a little intention to run again. <laughs> and then he started walking that way. <laughs> I don't think People I've ever are... seen anybody move that slow. It was People July still... of 2015. July of 15. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. June, July. It's a hot month, Michael. Yeah, it was close. one of those hot months. Anyway, uh, and people are still discussing with a straight face the idea of Joe Biden running for president for 2024. God, what What is that? Speaking of cults of personality, it's cults of stupidity. <laughs> Stop talking about it. He's way too freaking old. That's funny. Uh, we should start the show officially so we don't get in trouble with the FCC because then we really get, you know, then we're really, really in a bind. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is, how did it get to be Wednesday, November 16th, the year 2022? We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this here program. Yeah, we're not supposed to talk about it, but FCC prisons, bread and water. Oh, man. No mattress, no pillow, just a concrete slab, hard labor all day long. It's brutal. <laughs> brutal. All right, let's begin officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. So, this is not important. This is not important at all, Michael. But there are some things that I know I'm really good at remembering. Like, I can't remember my bank pin I can't remember all kinds of very important things that I wish I could remember. But I remember historical dates. Yeah. And I looked it up because I doubted I was wrong. He came down in June of 2015 down the escalator and announced. So, so that's happened? funny because the so, article here <laughs> said, you know, when he ran in July of 2015. All right. Because I, I just knew I wasn't wrong about that. But, yes, he came down the escalator June of 2016. Well, I don't doubt you. Oh, well, that's because I'm right. Uh, but... <laughs> I just wonder. Well, then why did you park it? People to look it up if you knew you were right. It's just weird because it's not like here? the internet to be wrong. It's not. <laughs> Hi all. Uh, that's the joke. Of, that's the staff joke of the day. Congratulations, and Michael. And this early in the show, we're like seven minutes into the show. It's not like the internet to be wrong. <laughs> all I know is that uh, Magaga is the new Maga. Make America great and glorious again. So is that official or was that kind of a, just a was he riffing? It's official in my heart. Okay. Magaga. When he came down the escalator and announced, everything was different at that point um, politically. I mean, from the people who thought it was a joke to the people who took it seriously. And then then the coverage was off the charts immediately. I don't feel like anything's different today than it was yesterday before he announced. Not a thing. Other than Mm, technically some paperwork-wise, I'm sure it is, but... Well, there was that one in ten chance he would change his mind or he wasn't going to announce it or something like that. All right, that one in ten has been put away now. Hallelujah. Uh, significantly, and and then then I'm done. Um, Finally. <laughs> talking about this. Significantly, only miles away in Orlando, the Republican Governors Association was meeting, and moments before uh, Trump made his announcement, Ron DeSantis took the stage to a roaring standing ovation and his speech was greeted with great enthusiasm. Now, Trump's power doesn't derive from the powerful. It derived from 
past tense. Ooh, look what he did there. Uh, it derived from the folks. Um, and I believe that that energy source is, is seriously diminished. Yeah, no sitting members of Congress attended Trump's announcement, which some thought was a big deal. Um, even Matt Gates, right there in Florida, as a very Trumpy Republican, said he had some sort of problem with his plane or something and couldn't be there. But uh, hmm. uh, flight cancellation, so vexing these days, folks. We'll take your calls. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know if any of that stuff means anything or not, but we'll see. There's plenty of time to talk. Oh, my God. You know, you know what? Here's the question. And then I swear I'll be quiet. <laughs> does that energy source from the people materialize? And does that power flow over the next couple of months? Because I think it will only take a few months for us to be able to 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 properly gauge whether that's flowing again or not, whether our email, which is running 500 to 1, maybe, you know, we've gotten a bit of a resurgence of, you guys have never loved Trump. He's great. He needs to be back in the White House. Um, so maybe it's 250 to 1 at this point, saying, yeah, his time is done. It's time to hand off the football. Great policies, great judges, et cetera. Time, time for somebody else. 250 to 1. I'm saying the people, you people, you good, good people, uh, no longer going to furnish that uh, that wattage. You know, it's possible that people are just tired of the never-ending election too, and it has. It's not just hmm. a Trump thing. It's just like uh, everybody watched American Idol for about four seasons, then had had enough. Um, uh, I don't think presidential politics are going to be our national pastime forever. It wasn't when I was younger, and uh, it won't be again someday, I would assume. I mean, people mm. will think, you know what? I'm not going to pay attention to this. The entire time in between i'll wait until it gets a little closer it's yeah i'll meet you halfway i think it will continue politics will continue to be the national religion because religion is no longer the national religion Um, but perhaps the fever pitch will tire people out i think you're absolutely right yeah that's tired me out yeah i don't i don't know that politics will go away as a national but but campaigns and the next election i don't think we can stay interested in the next election at the pitch we've been for the last couple of cycles here, here. I just don't think we can do it uh, mentally. Uh, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's it's nice. Really good points made by the by the peeps, the the, the very peeps I mentioned only moments ago. You can slip in a last minute email if you like. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Yes, we reflect the will of the people. That's what our goal is. Our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. It's not like the internet to be wrong. That is the line of the day. More more coming up. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. 
With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Here's the stat of the day that I have. I have a feeling I'll be reminding everyone of every 15 minutes. We are a mere 719 days till the next presidential election. 719 days. So, Not a joke. So, so better get started, huh? So better get started on that punditry. <laughs> better get started on that punditry. You're running out of time. You know, I feel like, no, we don't have time for my feelings. There's no time. These are serious times. We'll talk about that later. Freedom, love, and quote of the day. That's what's up right now. Let's stay on schedule, everybody. Like NASA that, that set off that rocket. A very successful launch in cool. the hours, I guess. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Here's a uh, freedom-loving quote of the day sent along by alert listener Frank in San Diego from Victor Frankel, Austrian psychiatrist who founded Logotherapy, a school of psychotherapy that describes a search for life's meaning as the central human motivational force. He says, not at all reading from Wikipedia. I've read some Frankel. I don't remember the name of the book. Uh, so uh, he said, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. You know, I I have a feeling my mom was influenced by Frankel because hmm. she was big on don't don't. I'm not going to let you get away with saying he made me do it or he made me mad or that made me mad. You have a choice in how you react to things. Don't be a brute. Don't be an animal. Think about how you want to react. Mm, wow. She wasn't quite that direct, a little more gentle and saintly in her advice, but it's a good thought. Yeah. Mailbag. That's a good one. In that space between stimulus and response is our power to choose our response, and in that response lies our growth and our freedom. Think about it. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongyogetty.com. Uh, let's see. L, initial L, sent along a, a delightful news video of a San Francisco activist severely beaten in the tenderloin. Guy was a young black man, all about helping his community. He was this, the sponsor and the leader of the biggest urban garden in San Francisco, among other things. Oh, wow. And a gang of people beat him almost to death. 
civilization is crumbling in God, the blue that's, cities. That's brutal. Yeah, I know. It's so such a downer. I just wanted to get it out of the way. Uh, Rick writes, finally, something different, much needed. Let's go to space. I'm raising a glass of wine to the Artemis One team. The coverage by NASA is great. The launch was awesome. Just watch the burn toward the moon live from the friggin' rocket thing. I love it. The friggin' rocket thing. Rick, you are raising at least one glass to NASA. So I, I don't encourage I that. don't know this launch. Is this uh, part of the getting back on the moon? Precisely, yeah. This is the super giant, most powerful rocket ever built uh, that they're testing out um, to get us back on the moon, uh, to use uh, the moon as our launch base to Mars and beyond. It was weird being at the California Science Museum and looking at all the space stuff and, and talking to my son about, yeah, when I was a kid, people were going to the moon all the time. And as 40 years ago, don't do it anymore. Haven't done it for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, make a deal now, writes Eric. We don't need to wait for an investigation about the missile incident in Poland to know that we're closer than ever to World War III. America must take the lead to put an end to the war in Ukraine or expect the worst. The deal. Russia, stop all hostilities. You get to keep Crimea for now. United Nations, send peacekeeping forces ASAP into Ukraine. NATO, fast-track Ukraine's membership. USA, organizational role to seize Russian assets for rebuilding Ukraine. Can't we all just get along? I don't think there's a chance Zelensky would agree to you get to keep Crimea for now. So you're rejecting the Eric plan. Well, Out I, of think, hand. I think Zelensky would. You know, we have some other great emails about has our divided nation reached, reached peak divide yet or not. We'll get to that a little later on. And again, we'll break down the presidential election that is 719 oh. days away. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hello! 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 That's a talking dog, folks. Yes, right the there. Armstrong and Getty Show has become the radio version of TikTok. That's a clip of a dog that sounds like it barks hello. Let's hear it again. Hello! Hello! Should I have said DiMaggio? <laughs> right. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You get that dog to say goodbye as well, then I'm impressed. Hello. Oh, God. Of course, my dog is trying to learn to talk. I've made that clear. He is seriously, he's trying. And when he succeeds, there's going to be a puddle to clean up, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Hello, Joe. I see you're home from work. Yeah. <laughs> Time we discuss a few things. <laughs> uh, so uh, this is something we did in hour four of yesterday's show, and it got such an overwhelming reaction. So many people wanted links to it. It's it is linked at armstrongygetty dot com in hot links, the uh, the newest hot links. Um, and it has to do with California politics. But I beg of you. Number one, if you heard it yesterday, listen again, because you will pick up on subtleties you may have missed. Secondly, if you live in in a different state, mm. it's about modern politics, ballot harvesting, and how it works. And it will chill you to your bone probably as much as if your dog started speaking to you. Okay? It's how to be a successful politician in California. 
by Edward Ring, who is a uh, conservative thinker, uh, writer, uh, author, that sort of thing. Uh, and, and he impresses me a great deal. I didn't know his work really uh, until I read this, but or at least I'd forgotten. But how to be a successful politician in California. The following conversation never happens. For the reader to decide to what extent, however, this conversation reflects political reality in California today and all over the place, particularly in blue states. It's a conversation between a candidate and a government union operative. Public employee unions are enormously powerful in a lot of blue states and in the federal government as well. Candidate says, I'm surprised he contacted me. I never thought I would run for office. I don't know how to run a campaign, and I'm not well informed on any of the things I might have to manage if I get elected. Government union operative says, that doesn't matter. We've profiled you and determined you will be a viable candidate and develop into a politician we can count on. But I don't even know how to begin the process. Don't worry about that either. Here are all the forms you need already filled out. We'll just put your name in, personal information, then you'll sign them. We'll submit them. We will follow up. But where will I get my money to campaign? Where will I find a campaign manager? We do everything for you. We found a treasurer who will process all of your donations and expenditures. All you have to do is approve them. We have a campaign consultant who will run your campaign for you and will run separate independent expenditure campaigns, which allow us to avoid campaign contribution limits, and you'll not have to do anything. What about my opponent? Don't worry. We'll outspend your opponent by whatever amount is necessary to ensure victory. They have to do everything themselves, knowing they're going up against us, meaning the giant public employee union colossus. They have to raise money from small contributors. They have to hold petty fundraisers. They haven't got access to our government union contributions, and the corporations won't help them because they're all afraid of us. Unless your opponent is wealthy and willing to burn through a good chunk of their own personal fortune, they won't have nearly enough money to compete with you. Candidate asks, well, what will I campaign about? What will I say? Union operative says, don't worry. We'll tell you what to say. We will write your campaign literature. We will build your campaign website. We'll handle every detail. We have all the money we will ever need, so we hire the best political consultants. We've learned exactly what voters respond to, and we will attack your opponent as an extremist. But shouldn't I have ideas of my own? Shouldn't I stand for anything? No, leave it all to us. Just be available for photos and to sign documents and checks. What if it's a close election? Won't this all be for nothing? Now here, I say, departing from the uh, the brilliant writing, here's where the rubber really, really meets the road. What if it's a close election? Won't this all be for nothing? It probably won't be close, but if it is, we know exactly what to do. If early voting trends show your opponent's party turning out stronger than anticipated numbers, we will invest more money in ballot harvesting during the weeks before Election Day. Our ballot harvesters know which household residents have registered with our party. Early voting lets us know how many votes we need, and ballot harvesting lets us control how many votes we get. And it's legal. You can't lose. Well, can't my opponent's party do the same thing? Theoretically, yes, but it costs a lot of money to engage in science-based ballot harvesting. And you see, haha, they haven't got any money. What's really funny, though, is that we've convinced Californians that we don't have very much money, that we're the underdogs, and that our opponents are spending us into the ground because they take contributions from corporations and billionaires. And guess what? We're the ones who get almost all the contributions from corporations and billionaires, and they don't. Candidate asks, what if you can't find enough households with voters registered to your party who haven't voted yet and early voting trends still show I could be behind? 
relax. We have a lot of tools in our toolbox. Even though the last day to register to vote as a traditional voter is October 24th, we can assist people with same-day registration as a conditional voter right up until and through Election Day. And we know who to register. For example, our teachers union has ensured that the vast majority of young voters are thoroughly conditioned to vote for our party and to despise your opponent's party. We have a profile for every eligible voter in the state. We know where every person under 30 is living, and if they're not registered, we can get them same-day registration, then we'll harvest their ballot. The candidate says, isn't it kind of weird that California permits early voting to begin a full month before the November 8th election and allows counting and certification to last all the way up until December 16th? Doesn't it allow you to manipulate the election outcome during this extended voting period? Operative says, so what? It's legal. We control the politicians, which means we write the laws and we made all of this legal. Candidate, what if my opponent questions the fairness of same-day registration and ballot harvesting to ensure my victory? You're a quick learner, but you still don't get it. We have all the winning messages. If your opponent questions the ethics of ballot harvesting or the accuracy of the registered voter database from which ballots are mailed to everyone or the injustice of taxpayer-funded government unions recruiting candidates and paying for their campaigns, we'll just call them an election denier. Oh, yeah, I've heard that phrase a lot lately. Those people are fascists. Right you are. Welcome to the team. Now just sign here. Yeah, I particularly like the part about um, we convince everybody that the other side is backed by big corporations. Right, really and like evil that. and fascists and election deniers. Yeah. Also, Boy, the mechanics of that. The, the vote of the ballot harvesting, the same-day registration, IDing who's registered but not voted, going to their homes, the rest of it, that is, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I just came across something uh, written by um, uh, a guy who follows uh, California politics where the Republicans did better than they, a lot better than they did in 2018 in California, where there was a whole bunch of harvesting and all that sort of stuff going on, and, and their take was Republicans got smoked in California in 2018 because of ballot harvesting. They adopted fast to the new rules and got back in the game in a couple of cycles. That needs to happen nationally now, and that's mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking yesterday is just, you know, the, the, if the game is what it is, got to play by those rules until you can change some laws where the game changes, but... Yeah, I would love to see that second part happen, uh, that we we convince America that, no, there's no election denial or fascism going on here. Here's what they do and how they do it. And this is, you know, a drop in the ocean reading this uh, brilliant piece of writing, but um, yeah, I would I, love to see people wake up. Other thing in there is uh, I realize it's <clears throat> written in a certain way to make a certain point, and it's really good at that, but I think it'd be easy to find people who... We're never going to say, shouldn't I have some of my own positions? I think there are plenty of people that are perfectly willing to run for office and be in office without having any of their own thoughts. Oh, yeah. Hell, the House of Representatives is packed full of them. And even if you you have principles and ideas and and such, when you get to D.C., the parties do their best to beat them out of you. (laughs) Oh, boy. You're here to raise money and do what we tell you to do, period. Elon announced that Blue Twitter is coming on November 27th. Blue Twitter? I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Is that with the uh, check marks and all that sort of stuff? Blue check marks? I don't, I don't know. Too much talk about Twitter. From me. Yeah, I was, I was most just people say. are not on Twitter. In fact, all, practically nobody's on Twitter, statistically. Speaking of things that I think have gotten plenty of discussion, there's yeah. one. 
Well, the 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 the, the, the only reason it's still interesting, I can be to anyone, even if you're not on Twitter, is if he he does manage to turn it into something that people see as the town square where all opinions. Uh, non-pornographic or violent are welcome, and the conversations happen there. I don't know if that's possible. Yeah, I, I'm not super optimistic. You know, Elon's going to have a stressful day today by his standards. He's testifying in this trial where uh, a Tesla investor says he was too chummy with the board when they came up with the compensation package and that he should not have $50 billion that he has. Elon has $50 billion more than he should have? Yeah, according to uh, this lawsuit. The board was in his pocket. They weren't acting independently in the interest of the shareholders, etc. I think I looked this up yesterday. So if they took that $50 billion from him, he'd be down to $150 billion or $100 billion. I forget Ooh. how much he had yesterday. Wow. Either uh, number, Jack, would be uh, sobering for anybody. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine going through today knowing you only had $100 billion in the bank? Yeah. The stress. Um. Conversation going around school right now that I wanted to at least mention. See if this happens in your school. And seems a little young for the conversation to be happening. But anyway, uh, among other things that we can talk about, and you can always join the conversation. Or there's some little bit of economic news worth hitting on also. Uh, you can always join in. The text line is 415-295-KFTC. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Show. Gabby Gifford.
Patriots Won't Back Down. Premier Sunday night at 9, only on CNN. Three, two, one. Boosters in ignition. And liftoff of Artemis 1. A successful liftoff in the wee hours of this morning, marking the beginning of NASA's Artemis 1 mission to return to the moon. The We're returning to the moon! Mm. How did I miss that? We're returning to the moon. We're returning to the moon like people on the moon? To establish a military base to shoot death rays at China. That's highly classified. Don't tell anybody. So we're kind of racing China up there, right? They still haven't put a person on the moon. No. They they uh, crashed a craft into it or something, as did India at one point. It's stunning. Like I uh, have mentioned many times, my son and I go into this cool space exhibit at the California Science Museum over the weekend in Los Angeles and uh, seeing various capsules, like the first capsules we sent monkeys up and everything like that in 1960, for crying out loud. Uh, just how amazing it is how far ahead we were every, every other country. Now, I realize... Well, part of it is, I suppose, for a lot of your countries who aren't near as wealthy as us, at least until recently, there wasn't a country even close to as wealthy as us. They're probably thinking, why would we spend all of our GDP to do something somebody else has done just so we can say we did it? Yeah, we're trying to keep the lights on over here. Enjoy the moon. (laughs) Have a good time up there on the moon. Yeah. But it is amazing that nobody else has done it. And if China could put somebody on the moon today and say, hey, great 1960s throwback. I mean, that's a long time ago. Way to, way to, way to catch up to us a half a century later. It's really quite amazing. <laughs> well, you're more into nation taunting than most diplomats are, but that's fine. Well, it's just most races um, uh, were, were closer to that for major advances. I mean, mm-hmm. the Wright brothers flew and like somebody flew in France like a month later. Um, uh, it wasn't 75 years later that other people had airplanes. <laughs> right, it's just, right. It's astounding. I'm surprised the uh, Soviets didn't land somebody on the moon. Maybe it would just draw too bright a light on the fact that they were second. Mm. So they went with the, I didn't want to land on the moon anyway. Yeah, moon's stupid. Sour grapes. The moon is stupid. Sour communist grapes. Uh, This is a little dark, but this is why a lot of women don't come forward with their story when some guy does something awful to them, including a rape. Gavin Newsom's wife testified in the Harvey Weinstein trial yesterday, and we read some of that, and it's the typical Harvey Weinstein story. She's a young actress. He likes, he acts like he's really interested in her career, and she's the next big thing. He asks her to come to his room, and then he rapes, just flat out rapes them. Um, and I have no reason not to believe that this has actually happened because he's done it many, 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 many times. Anyway, you get cross-examined, and that's why a lot of people don't ever want to come forward. Are you having a difficult time discerning what happened in a nightmare and what actually happened in the bedroom at the Peninsula Hotel? The cross-examination went, no, she responded. You're the wife of the governor of California, and you're about to meet with the police and a deputy DA, and you don't think that the consequence of what you said, I'm skipping a part, but just go with it, and what you said would be a a victim, what? Hmm. What you said was that you would be a victim in an indictment, in a criminal indictment. Seibel Newsom said she thought her allegations were likely to be beyond the statute of limitations. I honestly was just telling my truth. I didn't know what the outcome was going to be. I didn't say this to try to, you know, do anything. I just came forward with my story when it happened. And then he shot back that she uh, had consensual sex with Weinstein to advance her career. And at no point... uh, um made it clear that she was not interested in having sex with him. So you got to go through all that if you come forward with one of these stories. 
Mm-hmm. And I can see how that would be really an unpleasant experience. Yes, yes. In a childish and unnecessary departure, can I mention briefly how much I hate the phrase my truth and everything it implies about, implies about the world? But getting back to it, yeah, that would be a very difficult thing and harrowing and sickening. I'm grateful for all the women who, who did it, though, to bring down the monster. I didn't say no enough. You know, I, I would hope the attorneys uh, of the prosecution say, hey, this is what's going to happen. Don't take it personally. It's the ABC 123 of defending a monster rapist. You, you asked for it. You wanted it. That's coming. Just get ready for it. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. But yeah, it's awful. It's terrible. And, and that's why false accusations of rape, child molestation, whatever, are so monstrous. Right. Because you you lend fuel to every rapist. You lend credence to actual child molesters. Uh, You you give them hope and strength whenever you make a false accusation. So I think we're all agreed on that. On the topic of sex, not that I would even call that sex. um, That's just uh, violence, what that is. But anyway, um, for some reason, I won't say who. It's a it's a fifth grader I know. I'll just say that um, at their school that I'm aware of. Uh, for some reason, all the kids are talking about sex all the time. Currently, fifth grade, fifth grade. Hey. Yeah, which seems a little young. It's ten and eleven year olds, and uh, this one child that I know, I won't say if it's a boy or a girl, um, has been uh, really upset about this and bothered by it and uncomfortable with the talk and uh, mentioning at. Uh, their home on a regular basis so i checked in with a a counselor or something like that who said yeah it's an epidemic right now we're not exactly sure what to do about it um all everybody all the teachers are aware of this it just is sweeping the school and the kids are like obsessed talking about it and i was just wondering where i wonder you think that's what it is michael cell phones all the kids have cell phones you have access to the internet well you don't and and pornography is omnipresent and talk of sex i mean in public schools they're being taught how to have some great gay sex for instance well i don't think that has happened at this particular school yet um uh but i don't know i don't know what kicked it off i don't know what kicked off the conversation but it does seem awful well this is what the counselor said it's happening way earlier now than it used to but it's just it's all over the school, and we're trying to figure out what to do. Uh, yeah, I, I found that culturally pretty interesting. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, that's too much for youngsters. I mean, beyond a certain amount of information, it's too much. Sure. And something tells me in the uh, on the playground, the uh, information is not measured very carefully. No, it is not, based on the conversations I've had with this particular student. Uh, I'm guessing whatever kid has the most shocking info or whatever gets the spotlight. Right. And, uh, you know, some kids have cell phones. Maybe that is it. Maybe, you know, man, God, they they could be seeing stuff that I didn't see till I was like 25. (laughs) Um, uh, Because just because it's out there. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever if you had that experience or any comment. Text line 415-295-KFTC. And uh, imagine it from the girl's perspective, because sex oh, is fundamentally different physically, sure. emotionally, in every way for girls and, and uh, much more serious in a way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, 
Unplug the Internet. We've been saying that for a long time. It was a good experiment. It was a nice try. Unplug it. A couple of interesting things about the Trump announcement, among other stuff. If you miss an hour of the show, uh, grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.